The scripture for our consideration this morning is from the book of Luke, chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. As he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow, and with her was a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came forward and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has looked favorably on his people. The word about him spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you, Al. You may be seated. I have a picture to show you to begin with. Okay. It's coming. There's a bench right out by the fire station that used to display advertising by Wells Fargo. What a perfect saying, not for a bank, but for a church. We didn't have to pay for it, but we'll take it. The bench says, and it will be coming up soon, there are more, sometimes there, no, we're here for you when there's more questions than answers. And it seems the right place to start today because we come with more questions than answers about this topic of grief. The sorrow, the heartache, The longing that we feel when someone we love is no longer with us or when something we have cherished has ended. Grief most certainly is felt in death, but there's other kinds of grief as well. The ending of a relationship, the loss of an expected future, the betrayal of trust, Moving on from one life stage to another, the ending of work, work that gave us identity. Moving school or houses, the list goes on. And often, many forms of grief are twisted together, making it so difficult to sort things out and find a way for healing to come. Sometimes healing stories like the one that we heard today that Al just read leave us again, like the bench says, with more questions than answers. We think to ourselves when we hear these stories, well, that is amazing that Jesus raised this young man from the dead, but why didn't he raise the one that I loved? In the moments of our grief, resurrection seems far off and inaccessible 
And these stories can simply seem like stories. So what are we to do when we're in a place like this? What is both perplexing and fascinating about this story is that Jesus does not give much attention to the dead son. You would think in a resurrection story that the main focus would be on the one who is being raised from the dead, but not here. Luke writes that Jesus, his disciples, and a large crowd are walking into the city, and as they enter, they see a funeral procession leaving the city. Here are two groups. One's coming in and one is going out. It's the collision of life with death. Luke writes, when Jesus saw the mother, he had compassion for her. Jesus simply saw her. He knew nothing of her faith, just of her grief and her aching heart. This widow, this grieving woman, is the one who causes Jesus to act. Now let's just stop here for a moment. Compassion. Jesus had compassion for this woman. This word in Greek means the kind of emotion you feel in your gut, you feel in your body. It's the feeling when something really sad or unexpected has happened, and it makes you stop what you are doing because you can't stop thinking about it. The feeling that sticks with you all day, creating this intense ache that surrounds your heart. Think about a time when you felt this kind of compassion, not just a feeling, but you felt it in your body. What happened that caused that kind of gut-wrenching empathy in you? I want to take a minute. I want you to think about it, and I want you to write it down on your bulletin. What was that moment for you when you felt gut-wrenching compassion? Jesus had that kind of compassionate ache for this woman. He could see it in her face, her chin trembling as she walked ahead, her body limp in hopelessness, her life changed forever. She had already lost her husband and now her only son. She had no more family and no means to survive on her own. This woman and her overwhelming grief caused Jesus to feel compassion, so much so that he interrupts a funeral procession. Imagine how rude it is to interrupt a funeral procession. He stops, he looks at her, and he says to her, don't weep. Then he touched the dead man and said, young man, I say to you, rise. And then he simply gave the young man back to his mother. This is the first time in the Gospel of Luke that Lord is used to describe Jesus. Lord, a word that conveys one who holds power over or control over a person or people, 
Lord meaning master. Jesus' lordship in this story speaks not to wielding power over others, but to feel compassion for the sake of another, to enter into another's story that one can feel it in their own flesh and blood. Jesus is so impacted and changed by this woman's grief that he is called to act because of it. This is Jesus as Lord. We just finished six weeks, a six-week series on emotional intelligence training with our seventh and eighth graders and their parents. And one of the things that we learned in this training is that to be in a power mode is when we are feeling competent and creative and nurturing and compassionate. Think about the shift of that definition from the world sense of power, meaning to be in control, to dominate, to be violent and oppressive, to be powerful. To hold power is to be compassionate and aware of others. I remember President Obama's statement after the Sandy Hook Elementary shootings back in December of 2012. The leader of our country was visibly shaken, wiping tears from his eyes as he addressed the nation. He knew there, was, there were no words that could console the parents who lost their babies that day. They were paralyzed in their own grief, no way to fully comprehend the courage and the love of teachers and administrators who put their lives at stake to protect the most vulnerable. Yet instead of platitudes of sympathy, he came close and said, it is time that we act. <clears throat> and he promised that he would use whatever power the president holds to engage fellow citizens in our nations in an effort aimed at preventing more tragedy like this. Compassion leads to action. And to be followers of Jesus as Lord means to extend power through compassion to stop the procession of death and create a way for healing, restoration, and bringing people back into community. This is not easy work. We know that. Yet this is where God calls us. Hear this. If your grief is fresh, or if it is still lodged in your bones even after a long time, Jesus, God made flesh, sees you and has compassion for you. This story is your story. Jesus comes and stops the procession of death for you. You are not alone. Jesus comes close to bring light to darkness and to bring people into your life to help you find a way to make life possible. Resurrection will raise the one who has died, but it will also raise you as you live. And as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
We are called to show our power through compassion, to be so gut-wrenchingly moved that we dare to interrupt the processions of death that we see in this world. And they can take on many forms, abuse, hunger, homelessness, gender and racial justice, unkindness, single parenting, families experiencing addiction, children struggling, you continue the list. Resurrection is not only the raising of dead bodies to new life, it is also giving people to each other like Jesus gave the mother back to her son. It is a reminder that other people are called to act on our, on our behalf because God wants all people to be generous with their love and care giving what they have to make a better life for another, and changing the policies and structures that keep people away from wholeness and community. Each of you holds this power, and the same spirit of love and community that raised that young man from the dead is moving among us, and it's given to you. What was that circumstance that you wrote down that caused you to feel such compassion? Spend time there and think about that. Consider that the place you are called to act and to show up with life in the midst of death. At the end of this story, the large crowds around both Jesus and his followers and the funeral procession say this. They say, God has looked favorably on his people. This is a theme for Luke, the visitation of God. And it's always about God coming close to bestow grace and mercy on his people in need. There are no requirements of faith for this visitation. God simply sees and he comes. May this encounter of God, this visitation of love, come to you in your grief. And may it be felt by the people and communities whom we have touched, whom we will touch, because we have been so moved by the compassion of Jesus to enter another story and act for the sake of another. Amen.